Hey folks, welcome to the Adventure Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Mason. Uh, Today's episode is a part two of a part one that started last Monday with Josh Murphy. And you might be thinking, you know, all right, losing 200 pounds to hike the Pacific Crest Trail. I kind of know this story. Um, But I would say that you don't. It is so much more than you think it's going to be. Josh is an amazing storyteller. He lives up to his trail name, Long Story, because it is a long story, so long we broke it into two parts, but it is an incredible story of overcoming, of perseverance, of dreams falling apart right in front of your eyes and keep going. You know, that is just the ability to just keep moving forward is amazing in Josh. And I, I was really moved by this interview and very rarely do we break things into two parters, but this was this was worth it. And so if you're interested in listening to part one, start last week and then listen to this one. And uh, if you're interested in having your uh, story highlighted, we do have a listener spotlight form. If you don't want to be interviewed, you just, you know, maybe share some pictures, tell us a little bit about an adventure you recently did. Fill out that form. It's on our website, adventuresportspodcast.com. It's also in the show notes. And also, if you have an idea for a guest, please reach out, uh, fill out that form. There's a guest submission form. It could be you, could be someone you know. That does help. Actually, Josh came from, the, the guest we're talking today, Josh Murphy, came from someone suggesting we interview him. And I reached out. He said yes. That's how we got here. That's how we get a lot of our guests. So uh, it does help if you, you know, just have contact information or know where to reach out. And if it's a big name of someone you follow, a big athlete, or, or a big adventure. That's totally fine too. There's been plenty of folks that were very big names. I reached out and they were like, yeah, let's do it. And that's how we get guests. I'm trying to think what else. I think that's all the details I have. Let's go ahead and dive into Josh's story. Now this book, Pursuit of Endurance, harnessing the record-breaking power of strength and resilience you got the idea. Was there anything else you picked up from the book as far as just like mindset or sounds like the PCT wasn't the only thing in there. There were other things. No, no, there was much more in there. And a lot of the book resonated with me, especially the bits about like mindset and, you know, just it introduced me to the concept of, you know, ultra running essentially, Mm -hmm. you know, it, a lot of it appealed to me and, yeah, I need to go back and reread it because I haven't read it in going on three years now, however long it's been. But yeah, a lot, a lot stuck out to me with that book. You read this, I, I, COVID's happening. You end up going back home. What, what, what was the time frame then to, and how difficult was it? I mean, you're basically having to reinvent yourself again. Yeah, because you had this whole. Not you didn't have it planned out, but you had this direction you wanted to go, and then that it was a dead end. You know, now you had to go find another direction. You, you got this idea about the PCT, but there's more than just the idea and pursuing it. I mean, you got to start shifting everything to that setting expectations there, training for that gear that's involved. What went into that for you and how, how did you go about making that switch? Oh man. So I initially thought I was just going to hike a section of the trail from around Lassen Volcanic National Park to Crater Lake. That was my initial, this is what I want to do. These are really two really cool places I've never seen before. And I don't even know what that is mileage-wise, but keep in mind, I've never done any sort of long-distance backpacking like that, right? 
but that was my uh, that was my initial prospect with the Pacific Crest Trail, and eventually, you know, I remember the day vividly when I decided that I was going to attempt a through hike. Well, I was cleaning my bathroom actually, <laughs> in in the midst of the pandemic, you know, all of that craziness going on. I just had this scene from a movie style moment of clarity where I realized what my, uh, what my newfound purpose was, what my new mission was. And that was to hike the entire Pacific crest trail and document the whole thing, you know, blow the dust off the camera, try to kind of recapture a dream. I had long uh, forgotten about and given up on, which is just kind of be a, documentary storytelling photographer or you know try to capture some degree of that and i had gone from not wanting to tell my story or put myself out there and in fact i even deleted all my social media before i left the army and i was ready to become a ghost but and i realized it would be more beneficial to tell my story than to not doing something like hiking the Pacific Crest Trail would really kind of help cement this person really did change. You know, this person really did overcome what he thought he never would. I determined I was going to hike the PCT that day, the entire thing. First thing I do is uh, go to YouTube. (laughs) I've been Pacific Crest Trail through hike. I don't even think I knew what through hike meant at that point in time but yeah it was pretty much a crash course in how do you do that where where do you even begin a lot of great resources on youtube though there really are though yeah yeah like this day and age you can you can figure out what you need to figure out pretty quickly heck you can probably see the whole trail yeah and that's actually something i made sure to not do i um, uh, i didn't want to have the trail ruined for me, so to say. I wanted to. I wanted it to be as fresh as possible for me during the hike, and I did a pretty good job of that. Yeah, I would say ninety nine percent of the trail was like a completely, completely unknown experience and adventure. So, any any doubters at this point? Oh, myself, <laughs> myself, man. Constantly you know, I uh, I was in a really really rough place mentally after the uh, rejection from the army there in a lot of ways it didn't set me back entirely i didn't 180 my progress but man to to go through all that to get that far and to think you've i don't want to say made it because i still had a very long way to go but like to think i was you know part of something now and that i had made it to this next chapter only to be thrown back it really uh, it just kind of brought me back to how I felt all those years ago of, wow, you really are never going to amount to anything. You really are never going to make it out of this place. It, uh, it doesn't matter. Apparently, apparently like no matter how hard you work or how much you do everything by the book or do what you're supposed to do, I guess it just doesn't work out for some people. You know, this is where my mind was at this point in time. And uh, it got really rough. It really did. Going back to the, you know, those thoughts of suicidal ideation that had been 
persistent throughout a large chunk of my life, those came back in a pretty big way, man. You know, it's, it was really hard to be, it was extremely hard to be optimistic at that point in time, even with, you know, setting this goal of the Pacific Crest Trail. I, I felt, I, I felt like I lost my goddamn mind, honestly, you know, I'm thinking it was a very real part of me that obviously wanted to go do the trail, but there was also a very real part of me that thought you're, you're crazy, man, this isn't going to work. Nothing you, nothing you've ever done has worked or tried to do, I should say, has worked out. So how is this going to be any different? Jeez. You're fighting against all that. I mean, this oh, almost, man. maybe this felt like a desperate, empty attempt to do something else that 100, yeah, 100%, would also man. eventually not work out. Yeah. And what was appealing about the Pacific Crest Trail in that regard is, you know, it really is kind of all on me. It se- so it seemed like, you know, the, the only thing that would allow me to fail would be myself. Hmm. If that makes sense. You know, obviously you can get injured, you can run out of money. Multiple things can take you out of a hike. But, you know, if you do your due diligence, prepare physically, do what you need to do. Ideally, the only thing that's going to stop you is yourself. And that was my, that was the mindset I tried to lean into more and more and, you know, overcome the negativity and just really view it as an opportunity to, again, prove myself wrong now. You know, I don't think anyone was, oh my God, man, you know, I'm the last person to really give myself credit in a lot of ways. Like I get this all the time, even now, like I, despite losing 200 pounds, you know, and coming as far as I had in, you know, my life, I, I really still felt like I hadn't accomplished anything, which sounds insane probably. But, um, to me, you know, losing the weight was just a means to get me to what my true objective was. So you've still felt like you fell short because losing the weight wasn't the end goal. It was, like you said, a means to an end. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. But what I love what you mentioned about the PCT is it is all on you. You could, I mean, no one's there telling you, oh, your leg's swollen, you can't, you can't join, you can't hike today. You, you, you could, you could keep going. You know, no one was there. There wasn't some sort of system in place other than maybe permits or something that, that would prevent you from going. And getting up every day and fighting through it. What got you to that starting line? How how was that? How was that process? Was it more challenging than expected? Smoother than expected? Because it sounds like there was still some pretty dark times you were battling through. Let's take a quick message break and hear from the folks that helped make this show possible. That is plenty of that for now. Let's get back into the episode. I guess I kind of announced in uh, like June of 2021 that I was going to hike the trail. Well, I guess let's back up a little bit. 2020 is when I decided I was going to do a through hike. And I had toyed with the idea of, you know, I was going to do it in 2021. But then I got to thinking, well, especially in like the throngs of COVID and like all the drama that was going on with you know, hikes being canceled and trail towns being closed in 2020. 
and COVID still kind of lingering. I was like, I'm going to give this a year to see what happens with that. And uh, plus, even even if it is open fully in 2021, it's probably going to be, I don't know, jam-packed. It's going to be chaotic, probably harder to get a permit. So I settled on 2022, which gave myself, you know, I guess I had about two years to prepare, but I wasn't really fully in the game until I announced publicly in 2021, of June of 2021, that, hey, I'm doing this next year. This is what I'm about. Um, follow along. You know, you are more, you are uh, capable of more than you ever thought possible. That I, I, I released like a movie trailer style, like announcement thing. It was, it was interesting. It was fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so once I went and once that was out there, I was like, okay. You got to do it now. Yeah, you told everybody. Do it now. Yeah, it was. And I still think I'm nuts. Well, I should probably, you know, I, I have this video made, this announcement, and I'm like, you know, just just looking at it, watching it over and over and tweaking things. And I'm like about to upload it and I'm about to share it on YouTube and put it out there. And in that moment, man, I still think I'm nuts that I'm like looking for something that's like not really ever going to, this is not going to scratch the itch that I have. And, you know, this is just me being insane and I've finally lost it. And I put it out there. And within 24 hours, like the response I got from that of people that are just, they're just like, Oh my God, like, that's incredible that you're even like considering doing that. Like, and you know, your story all wrapped up into this and they completely 180 me, man. It was like, Oh no, this is, this is about way more than me. This is really about, uh, just showing other people what's possible. You know, it's helping people find inspiration to get out of their own rut and, I really just brought on this greater sense of purpose, like well beyond just me. You know, I, it's like, I owe it to people now to go and do this. So that was a year though, almost a year before you went. Yeah. And and then, then, you know, from there on, it was just, you know, keep training, keep saving money. Yeah. I just worked my ass off pretty much doing photography and videography I guess full time. It was paying the bills, you know, at that point in time, I had a pretty good run. Who were you doing it for brands or businesses local? Yeah, it was all pretty much local on like weddings, random small business stuff here and there, you know, family portraits, just headshots, that kind of stuff. Um, getting an odd job here and there. And I eventually in the, about five or so months leading up to the hike, I just got like a second job at this local hospital uh, as a janitor, actually, just because they needed people and they were paying crazy overtime for like uh, um, COVID, the COVID situation that was going on there. So I was like, well, there's extra money for the trail. So I pretty much worked my life away in like the final few months leading up to the trail. And, uh, I also went through a breakup in that time. So that was kind of hard. So uh, I guess I kind of worked to uh, numb that and uh, 
just keep myself focused on what the uh, the mission at hand was. But like, we're still friends. Don't get me wrong. There was really no negative. It was just kind of where I was at that point. I needed to uh, I needed to go into this experience. I think alone, mm-hmm. and that was uh, nothing against my uh, ex it was just uh you know with the pct coming up and where i was in life and i had a lot of existential questions i needed to really kind of take this opportunity to figure out who i was and what i wanted out of life because uh which sounds extremely cliche right um but uh you know once the army was gone as my goal it really just kind of uh allowed me to take a take a step back and realize oh wow i don't know i'm not distracted by that anymore i just have the reality that is in front of me and i i have no idea who i am because i'm a completely different person than i was a few years ago and i never really had time to sit down and process that and now i'm about to go walk across the country for six months and uh I don't even really know who I am. So I've got a lot to figure out. I mean, the PCT is legendary. It's vast. It's beautiful. If I ever do a through hike, which I've never done one, it would be that one. It just seems like the mo- the best of all of it, the best of everything. Take us through starting that emotional roller coaster, getting there, the stress. And I'm always, I always feel like I get a little sick before an adventure, just the nervousness pressure to get everything done ahead of time and to be ready. And then I really don't start feeling better until the trip is started and I'm out there and I'm actually doing it. What what was all that like for you? So there I was at the Southern Terminus. (laughs) Yeah. So my uh, aunt who lives kind of nearby her and uh, her husband, they dropped me off and I just kind of watched their car drive away and looked back over at the terminus and thought, wow, this is it. And I am way more nervous now in this moment than I ever was at uh, any point before that. It was strange. There was nothing like just building up that moment in your mind for so long. And I didn't even know what it looked like near the Southern terminus. I just knew what the Southern terminus looked like. And there I was, man. And, I was so nervous yet excited at the prospect of just how much unknown adventure was ahead of me. And I really didn't know what to expect, but uh, I was ready, if not nervous. Jeez. I mean, this feels like, it feels like your adventure was before the PCT, honestly, like the, the, like the real huge chunk of it. The PCT was really a celebration of everything that went into it beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like you proving to yourself you could do something hard. It was almost like a celebration of the fact that you already knew that you could. Um, and you're going to do this really cool thing because you can now prove to yourself you can do hard things. Take us through the experience. I mean, was it just what you imagined it would be? Was it you know, there's elements of it that are similar to the military, just the the kind of the daily routine, the the camping out, the some of the gear, dealing with gear. What were those first few weeks like for you? So those first few weeks were honestly a pretty big wake-up call in a lot of ways. And I went into this hike 
thinking that I was going to be knocking out 15 mile days from the jump. That was not the case, honestly. I'm almost a little ashamed to admit it, but I went in uh, way cockier than I thought. I, I didn't realize how arrogant I was about my perception of how I was going to be on the hike until those first few weeks. The desert demands respect. I'll put it to you that way. You know, I had never set foot in a desert before. I, I ran out of water day two. <laughs> so things are off to day a great two. start. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, day one, I hiked about five miles in and uh, made camp in the first little like uh, clearing area you find. And I thought, all right, that, that puts me at about 15 miles to Lake Morena tomorrow. Easy, I thought. Yeah, didn't didn't read uh, far out properly. I just saw that there were, you know, water spots along the way, but I didn't read the comments to see that they were all dry and had been for years. So started out on that day with way less water than I should have had. Probably ended up having like four to five liters in total that day, but it was like 90 degrees, you know, no shade. I'm covered in salt. Um, At one point I'm sitting there thinking, man, should I hit this button? I don't want to hit this button. I might have to hit this button on my, you know, my Garmin device. And uh, one of the main things that kept me going was I didn't want to be ridiculed in uh, social media, Facebook groups the world over as the dumbass PCT hiker that uh, didn't take enough water in the desert. But uh, yeah, that was just a series of wake up calls and uh, the humbling button to get rescued. You're saying. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When I say the button, I meant the SOS button on my Garmin. Yeah. I was making sure because, uh, yeah, that's, you, you were there. You were already there mentally. Yeah. I mean, if, if thing, things can go wrong really early yeah. where you do need help, I mean, it's not, you know, a, a tragedy in the mountains isn't, doesn't have to be miles from anyone or weeks into it. It, it could be, I mean, people die on day hikes all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, it's totally legitimate, but I, I do see what you mean about the optics of built this trailer, build up a year of hype, all this work, and that would have been a tragic end. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, man, wow. You know, I had, I, it was when I started to climb out of Hauser Creek and I had a liter of water for the last stretch that I was like, oh my God, this is, this is pretty bad. Could be worse. My mouth's bone dry. I'm covered in salt. And, uh, yeah, the desert was full of just eye-opening experiences like that. That was the the first and last time. That was enough of a wake-up call that I chilled out, took things way more serious, and uh, realized this is not the uh, casual stroll out in the, the woods that uh, it's kind of been led on that I had been led on to believe it was because there's a lot of sentiment that the PCT is the easy trail, etc. which I mean, I guess it's uh, a little smoother to walk on than uh, a lot of trails out East, but uh, yeah, make no which mistake. Which is where you're, you're gonna, from. You know. Yeah. You know, it's graded for livestock. That's, I guess that's the, uh, that's what people use as a metric that it's quote unquote easy. Yeah, no, it's definitely not all uh smooth graded livestock trails and there's definitely a lot to learn out there. Wow. A lot of suffering to go around, but those first few weeks were amazing. All, all of that aside, it was much more, uh, 
the desert was so much more than I ever expected it to be. You know, you think of a desert and you think of a flat landscape with like, you know, a tumbleweed and cactus, but no, you're, you're in the high desert, you know, you have literal mountains everywhere and just sprawling valleys and insane vistas that almost around every corner, you know, do not count the desert short. I made that mistake. You know, I thought it was just going to be, I'm going to breeze through this until I get to the Sierras then the trail will be like really like beautiful. And well, while that, you know, the Sierra is its own thing, the, the desert has so much to offer that, you know, if you're from the East coast, like me, you just don't ever think about. And it's so much more rewarding when you like do finally get to a water cache, you know, that's, you really do have to like plan tactically, like what's your day going to look like? You're literally planning your mileage around where the next where you're going to camp versus where the water is, you know, it's, which is like kind of a given, I guess, but it's, it's so much more important in the desert, you know, when there's not just a stream every five feet yeah. and I'm going to have to carry i I'm going to have to carry 20 extra pounds of water today because, you know, there's not many water sources for the next like 20 miles, fun stuff like that. Nature, nature has a funny way of humbling us. You know, I, I, you, you were making fun of Florida earlier, which is, I do too. I live there and I tell people, but I moved here from Colorado, you know, near, and have done so much hiking and backpacking and whatnot. And I tell people I was more comfortable going into the backcountry of Colorado than I am of Florida. There, there's infrastructure, there's trail signs, there's like guidebooks, you know, there's all this support for that lifestyle here. I'm like, I feel like every time I go out in the woods, it's like, I dare you to come out here. Even though it's flat, it's way less hospitable in the sense of like cold weather and blizzards. I'm like, man, if something happens out there, I'm all by myself. There's probably a method somewhere around here, but uh, it's like, it is to me more hardcore. And even though I'm not as far, nearly as far from things. So yeah, it has a funny way of humbling you. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So you're learning all this. You're learning these lessons. When did you feel like you kind of got into a groove if you ever did? Let's take a quick message break and hear from the folks that help make this show possible. That is plenty of that for now. Let's get back into the episode. You know, the, it was interesting because because the trail changes so much for me, at least, you know, this being my first through hike experience, you know, I would get in a groove for a little bit and that would uh, change after a while. So I really found my step in the desert um, around Green Valley, you know, um, which is uh, kind of a day or a few days before hiker town. I would say pretty much from hiker town till the end of the desert section is when I really found my stride. Um, you know, I started out in boots, uh, and I eventually switched to trail runners. And, you know, once I got those trail runners, it went from, you know, 15 miles was a good solid day's effort. You know, 20 was, wow, that was something to behold. Right. And, uh, yeah, once I got those trail runners, it was like, yeah, 20 miles is very doable. Let's go, you know? And I, uh, I remember I left to California with, oh man, 
about a week's worth of food. I, I was just going to send it. I was not going to stop. I was not going to get off trail. I was going to leave to Hatchapi and I was going to make it to Kennedy Meadows. And that's what I did. And that was the, that was the fastest consistent daily mileage pace I had the entire trail. You know, I was this hiking machine at that point. I made it to, I made it to Hatchapi like a day and a half or two days sooner than I like expected to. I remember like, I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the zone out here. This is awesome. You know, I'm, I'm ready for the Sierra Nevada mountains. And, uh, then you start getting up in elevation and everything changes. And that, uh, that, uh, that consistent 20 mile plus a day pace drops to kind of back down to where it's like, oh man, 15 miles is work, <laughs> you know? And I had, because I had largely, I had never been at elevation before like that consistently. So it was just an incredible, incredible experience. Plus I really wanted to just kind of stop and take it all in as well. So, you know, that I never, I always tried to balance, you know, covering ground with um just stopping to take it all in you know it's really easy especially in a through hike these days to uh to get caught up in this whole let's crush 30 miles today just keep going all day every day as fast as you can short of setting like a short of setting and you know and i can't stand that yeah you know and i looking back now it's like i can't believe i got caught up in that but I did from time to time. And, uh, you know, I, I've, largely though, I, I was out there to just enjoy the experience, you know, um, I, I had my camera gear with me. So that was, that was like the main, one of the main reasons I was out there was to document what I was experiencing. And, uh, that in and of itself kind of dictated my, uh, my pace and, uh, my groove, if you will, of like how I was traveling on trail you know, I would look at um, figuring out where I was going to be making camp and um, where the stars were going to be or where the sun was going to be setting specifically. Uh, what what are the views like between here and there? Where do I want to be at golden hour? That kind of thing. So I guess that's a unique perspective to look at things through. You know, I would stop and make camp at a random place that, you know, just didn't seem like much, but I knew at like the right time of day, the way the light's going to hit things in a certain way is it's going to be very photo worthy. So yeah, that a lot of my, uh, my pace and my, my step, if you will, was largely dictated on, um, what kind of photos can I take? Like, how does this suit me as a photographer? What's my goal with what I'm trying to capture here? What a fun thing to do. I mean, I'm not, I'm not just, you know, blowing smoke up your skirt or whatever the saying is right now, your photos are amazing. Like I'm genuinely like you took these, this is crazy. This is, these are amazing. And to be able to have that ability out there was I'm sure just so much, so fun. Like I, I know there's a lot of criticism towards trying to capture too much versus just be in the moment, but there was a time in my life. I, I really got into photography and, and took some, pictures that I was very proud of. And it is, it's so fun. It makes you, it makes me feel more in the moment because I'm looking for those little elements that are going to capture this so beautifully. And then that's a, 
basically a timestamp that I don't have to remember in my brain or my brain can, but it helps me not forget where I was, what I was doing. And once you see that image, it almost blossoms all these other memories that are attached to it that I would have easily forgotten. And uh, you did such a great job capturing it. There's a, there's a picture I saw of Mount Rainier with like the Milky Way behind it. And I'm just like, that's ridiculous. Oh man, that was one of my favorite nights on trail. Honestly, I, <laughs> I hauled ass to get up there to, uh, you know, I got a lot of shots at sunset as well. And I'm like, I know I want to be here to get the knife's edge at sunrise. And I, I achieved pretty much all my goals there uh, from a photographer standpoint. But, uh, yeah, you know, like, um, you mentioned there, you know, um, being in the moment versus, you know, just being out there to over-document, if you will. You know, I, I was very conscious of that. And um, every photo I take was with intention and purpose. You know, I uh, there were plenty of times I thought, oh, maybe I should stop here. There, there came a point where I really did have to balance living in the moment and uh, not letting documenting for the sake of, I don't know, social media or whatever take over uh, what I was actually out there for. I really had to kind of disconnect at certain points because I would stop and find myself thinking like, what am I, am I doing this because I want to capture this moment in a way that I'm going to be able to look back on and like, you know, there's a story attached to this or am I trying to do some dumb shit on my phone that's going to potentially go viral on like a reel or a TikTok or something like what's actually yeah. important here really for, forced me to work with an authenticity and really uh, I, I grew so much as a photographer or a creative in general really on this entire experience you know and you mentioned earlier uh, like your photos that you're proud of that you've taken that you can like view and just they take you right back to where you were and there were i took about twenty thousand photos on this endeavor um some of that's from shooting time lapses so you know they're not all unique necessarily and i still haven't even gone through all of them but you know i can just look at it, an image and i can remember what it felt like to breathe the air in that moment you know i remember what i ate that day or what I was doing in that moment, how I felt, you know, the, the dirt caked on your sweaty skin and just the reward, the reward now, months later, looking back at these images, some of which I forgot even took, you know, that I'm so glad I have and that I wish I took more. You know, I remember like that, uh, that image of Mount Rainier, you were talking about it. I, uh, I was racing the clock to get to that position at the right time. And, uh, you know, I remember I cramped up so bad, like all my, I, I was kind of neglecting hydration, trying to move faster, you know, not taking breaks like I should. And the final few miles up there, I just, I think I moved at like the hardest pace at elevation I ever did the entire trail was leading up to that point where I took that photo just at the end of that day. You know, I was, 
I truly felt like after the months I was on trail at that point that I had, I had finally become like this hiking machine, right? I've got, I don't even, I, I have no idea what my like weight was, but like, my God, man, I just, I felt like a machine in that moment. Every step making my way up there, I felt like a mountain goat. It's awesome. Like I couldn't be stopped, you know, like my heart rate was just purring along and then I started gramping up. <laughs> I just had to stop. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Humbled no. you a little bit. Yeah. I'm a belly goat. Oh, my cramp. Yeah. No. I'm like slowly reaching in to try and like pull a liquid IV out of my pack. And some other hiker just, you know, walking by is like, hey, are you good, man? And I just like held up a liquid IV. I'm like, I will be. <laughs> I will I be. I will be soon. W- Go on without me. I'm okay. Yeah. I'll make and, it. And you know, when I look at that photo now and I look back, I can, I remember every step of that. Wow. That's so cool. That. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's intentional capturing, very intentional yeah. capturing. You can capture it in a way to exploit. It's all about the intention. I think there's a lot to unpack there, but, uh, geez, well, you, you know, I, I, I'm going to need to go in just a little bit, but I, I want to know a few more things. I know this wasn't the original plan original plan was was the military and you know i know this was a backup this was kind of like uh not a compromise a lot of people could say that but you know how how do you feel with the way the path has taken you could have never foreseen this looking forward but with your journey and with the weight loss and with your health and changing all that and turning that around how do you feel about the path that it has become so far and how do you feel about the path that's ahead? I feel like all things considered, I uh, I finally believe that I'm on the right path. I don't think everything happens for a reason. You know, I believe life is largely wholly what you make of it. But uh, I feel like my experiences in the last few years have allowed me to be in positions where I've made the right choices for uh, myself and life. You know, um, if I had never gotten medically discharged, I don't know if I ever would have found out about the Pacific Crest Trail, right? Who knows? You know, that journey, the, uh, the level of solitude and introspection that I was able to like, dive into and open up within myself, I, uh, I learned more about myself than I probably ever would have any other way. And it allowed me to view the world through an entirely different lens than when I started. I feel like I can do objectively more good now on the path that I'm on, whether it's through, you know, wildland firefighting. You know, I eventually want to, this in the off season coming up, I want to get my EMT. You know, I, there are so many other ways to help people and to, to even serve to a degree. If I find a sense of purpose in selfless service, which is something I've longed for for so long, there are a lot of options out there, you know, and um, even my, my purpose now is to just do as much of that as possible while simultaneously, you know, just letting people know that your past does not define the rest of your life. If you don't let it, it's never too late to start fighting your way out of a situation. And, you know, it's, things are not going to change overnight. Could take years, could never come to fruition. Depending on 
how you handle the obstacles that come your way along the path you're on. That's going to dictate where you end up. Yeah. I'm on the right path now. I know that I believe that. And, uh, my mission is to just show as many other people as possible that they too can find their path and, uh, make some change for the better, man. You know, once we help ourselves, we'll want to help other people. I firmly believe that. And that's kind of where I'm at right now in life and where I intend to be for the rest of it. Very well said. If you could point people somewhere, would I, would you want them to follow you on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to follow me on Instagram at I L L underscore walk the earth, I'll walk the earth. You know, that's pretty my, I'm honestly trying to abstain from a lot of social media, but, uh, I'll post on Instagram pretty much primarily. So if you want to follow along, I'll post stuff on there. You can go to my website, joshmurphyimaging.com slash I'll walk the earth. I post, you know, blogs there, updates with the books I've got in the works. You know, I'm making a coffee table book with, you know, like I said, I have 20,000 photos. Uh, might as well put some of those in print. And I tell you what, some of them are the only good way to view them is in a, like a big, beautiful print. So, you know, yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, you know, I'm writing a, a memoir of sorts about, you know, just my life, the, the things that led to where I'm at now, you know, my life before, during, and, uh, here shortly after the PCT and, you know, lessons learned. So yeah, come follow along. Sweet. Well, Josh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Truly. Yeah. We'll talk soon, man. Take care. First of all, thank you so much for listening. It means the world to us that you choose to listen to this show. If you'd like to help us further, you can leave a review on iTunes, share us with your friends, your family. It goes a long way to grow in the show. You can also support us financially through patreon.com slash adventure sports podcast. Link is in the show notes. And also, if you have an idea of who could be a good guest for the show, we're always looking for people to tell their story uh, about the outdoors or adventure. So if you know someone, please reach out. Email us at info at adventuresportspodcast.com. And until then, get out there and have some fun. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.